Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's show. Quick heads up, we had some audio problems from recording in two remote locations on this. So you might have a couple of strange cuts in and out. And we ended up going back and inserting part of a conversation we were having before we meant to start recording, where we were talking about our pop culture fatigue this week. So uh, it's a little bit of an odd transition. Just thought I'd give you a heads up on that. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Hi, I'm Sarah, a working mom of a toddler and an elementary school kid. And I'm Claire, the mom of two boys who are also in elementary school, and I also work full time. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of parenting, in the middle of our careers, and in the middle of just about everything. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the middle of everything. Hi, Claire. Sarah. <laughs> Uh, we it's are we're... to greet each other because we've been chatting. As listeners will know, there's a lot of sidebar conversations, some of which make it into the podcast or into bloopers episodes. But we've been talking for about 10 minutes. So. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we have to it's catch up before you. we record yeah. ourselves. So we're recording this remotely, if listeners can't tell from the uh, vibe of the audio, because we are both deep in insane scheduling hell right now, <laughs> I think. I don't want to sound like a broken record. It just is really busy time of year for mm-hmm. us. And I think for a lot of folks, it's just like we're in peak sports season right now. It's spring sports, but also like end of year tests and wrapping up school projects and just general spring fever, wanting to be outside, wanting mm-hmm. to be doing fun things, but having just a lot of have to do things still on the plate. Like we're not fully in. Uh, we haven't even really started getting into summer mode, but I, but it's right around the corner and you can like feel it in the air, you know? Totally. Well, and I brought this to you as a potential topic last week because I am traveling for work this week and found out, oh, five or six days ago that I'm going to be missing my seven-year-old spring concert. I mean, absolutely nothing I can do about this. This work trip has been planned for months. They told us about the concert a few days ago, and he was completely devastated. It was horrible. (laughs) He cried. He are, you know, didn't understand why I couldn't cancel it. And I've been feeling this a lot in the last week or two, just this sort of complete overwhelm with all the end of school activities. And I, I mean, I'm still dealing with two competing schedules, right? Two schools, two, you know, very different schedules from what it feels like where we just constantly have a thing. But yeah. I are your kids this too? I feel like we have a ton of field trips. I don't know if they're just cramming them all in, if it's because the weather's nice now and they didn't want to do a couple of these things when it was cold. They had extra money in the budget and they were like, oh, sweet, let's do this. But I, both of my kids have a bunch of field trips, a bunch of programs. There's, you know, awards ceremonies that take place during school hours. There are things that take place in the evening. There are, you know, and I've just been, I put this on our Instagram a week or so ago, not even intending for it to be a topic. And then I feel like this is just where, where my head is right now. It just keeps coming up. Like, what do you do? How many of those things do you do? It's just been overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel the same. And I, so back to your field trip question, I think it's all of the above. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would love for a teacher to write in and correct us when we get it wrong, but I think it is. It's like they're at the end of their curriculum. If, you know, God willing, they've made it through everything they need to make it through. It's like now they have 
the bandwidth to be able to fit in field trips. I think budget is real. And like if there's extra money to spend, of course you want to spend that and, and you know, maximize the experiences for the kids. Right. But I also think a lot of this stuff gets pre-planned because this is sort of like like I know at least at, at my kiddos' school, there's a few field trips you can count on every year that like the kindergartners do or the third graders do at the end of the year. And so I think they kind of backload um it, like by design, the calendar is backloaded because they are done with testing and whatever else they had they had planned, and they right. know the weather is typically good. So I think between the stuff that is intentionally set for the end of school and just like we've got a, I know your school does this too, like a big celebration where like I need to leave at three o'clock to take my kids to go, you know, eat their snow cones on the school park or whatever, mm-hmm. and like the stuff like that that is very intentionally like for the end of school. Um, to stuff that just pops up because there's an opportunity and people want to squeeze things in or you know, with the best of intentions. I think it's really real that this gets crazy. And then like, I'm dealing with a kid, one of my kids who has um, procrastinated on some like actual work work stuff. Gotcha. And, like, he had he had to log like so many books in like a certain amount of time. And so, and he's just been really slow bringing them home. And, and so I, one option, and this is, again, this is a working mom, stay-at-home mom thing, but, or parent, I should say, not mom. You know, one option is that parents can go to the school library and check out books on their kid's behalf and bring them home just so you always have that stock. Because, like, right. if my kid forgets to bring home the books, we're kind of, like, screwed. Like, I can't discipline that. Like, we just right. don't have the books. Like, he can't read them. I mean, I do discipline, and we do withhold screen time until he shows up with the books. But you know what I'm saying? There's nothing sure. I can do to fix it in the moment. But I got a beat from one of the other parents that told me, like, oh, yeah, I just go to the library and check out, like, 10 books. And then I have them on hand, so if he forgets, then he can just read those, and then that's like how we stay on top of it, which is incredible and great. But guess who doesn't work school library hours? Right, <laughs> exactly. So now twice I have, once I left work early to try and make it down there, and the librarian was sick, so too bad, missed it. Like the mm-hmm. library was closed, no option. Okay, great. Today, I'm like, okay, I'm going to block my calendar in the morning, and after drop-off, I'm going to run in there and get these books. And it's like locked up. No way. She's. I'm sure she's oh. like working on some, you know, really important end of year thing that she has to do. Right. And doesn't isn't into like hosting parents at eight o'clock in the morning. But I got to tell you, sister, I'm like, okay, now I've tried twice to go get these darn books, and I just feel like this is the irrational part, as I feel like my kid is quote unquote suffering because I'm can't be there to get these books. Right. But it's ultimately his responsibility to bring them home, right? It's not your job. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so realistically, he's, I mean, he's not like he's in full control of this scenario. But, but the point is that other six year olds who drop the ball, because six year olds drop balls like new trash. Um, other six year olds who drop the ball, their parents can help them pick it up again. My six year old drops the ball and I'm like, sorry. (laughs) Like, it's a hard knock life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, and I realize this is irrational and these are all first world problems. And I'm just lucky I have a competent reader who goes to a great school, but jeepers, like you had texted me earlier about like this Bowie situation and the mom guilt. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, no, I haven't really been feeling that lately. And then this whole thing hit and I realized like, we're like, I mean, there's a very real possibility he's not going to get it done. And like, that's just not 
in our family, like we finish our projects. Like, right. This is not an okay, an okay scenario is not, oh, well, we tried, didn't get, didn't quite get there. Yeah. And we will come hell or high water. This will happen. So. He's going to be reading around the clock for like 48 yes. hours. <laughs> I mean, at this rate, which again, self-made problem. Mm-hmm. I'm all about love and logic, which is, you know, which is how I've been approaching it. Like, oh, well, you didn't bring home your books. Oh, well, no screen time. But they home the books again the next day. Oh, my gosh. And, and you tried. That, that's what makes it worse. You readjusted your calendar and tried to exactly. make it happen for him. Oh. You know I feel like this must be what it's like for, like, um, people who are, like, trying to, like, lose weight or something. And then they, like, go to a birthday party and eat a cake. And they're just like, well, fuck it. Like, I, yeah. there's obviously no way I can die. <laughs> again anymore like yeah. that's how I feel about these books <laughs> like, it's over now oh my gosh and I'm glad you're bringing up books and libraries because that just reminded me that the book fair is at our school this week which means I need to go in either at drop-off or an extra pickup day and go into the book fair with him and buy buy the books so yep one more thing popping up to readjust that schedule <laughs> I just remembered when you said library that I was like, oh yeah, that's this okay, week. So let's finish this thought about about the concert. So what are so? I mean, is is Grant? Is your husband? Gonna yeah, a hundred percent. Grant's okay. gonna go. Uh, he's gonna take uh, you know our three year old. It's it, luckily it's not like a an auditorium concert. It's a courtyard celebration where you bring like a picnic dinner, and two of the grades are gonna be performing these songs again. I didn't know anything about it until a week ago. Even if I had, there's nothing I could have done about it. I'm going out of town. I have a client event that I'm sort of spearheading. There's zero possibility that I'm not going to do this thing. Plus, between you and me and all of our listeners, it's a thing I'm really excited about doing in Oklahoma City because I'm taking some clients to go see the My Favorite Murder live podcast show. That's this week. So excited. But I didn't tell my child that because I want him to think I'm horribly sad that I have to be out of town for work. But anyway, (laughs) and again, I think it was one of those where it was just the moment when it happened where he realized I couldn't be there. He was tired. It was right before bedtime. He had been at Taekwondo for the evening and just lost his mind and, you know, cried and sobbed and didn't understand. You know, he said, why don't you just tell your boss you have to go to your kid's concert, mom? You know, I'm like, well, it's not really the way my job works. You know, it's it's not my boss's choice that I'm doing this. It's mine. You know, but anyway, you can't explain that you know, in so many words to a seven year old. But anyway, I just, you know, I had to sit and talk to him. And I said, you know, daddy's going to be there. He'll take a video. Your friends, moms can take a video and send it to me. He was just completely inconsolable. Like this is like mom guilt at its pinnacle. You know, he my child is sobbing in my lap because my evil job is taking me away from his concert, you know, and I start crying. I just Ugh, it was horrible. So I think we we circled back around and I said, I'll tell you what, when I get back into town on Friday, I will pick you up early and we'll go have a special treat, like go get ice cream or something, and you can tell me all about it. And he he seems to be okay with that. It hasn't gotten brought up since. I don't know if he doesn't remember <laughs> this or has just 
gotten over it and we kind of just caught him in a bad mood last week but or ice cream is greater than mom exactly yeah and well and that's what I was just like it, it, you know it, it does make you feel good when your kid loves you but I was like but daddy's gonna be there and he's like I don't care I just want you to be there and it was just like oh knife in the chest you know and then you know same thing there's he has two big field trips coming up I'm going to one of them which is you know out of town and I made that I you know kind of made that work you know and I said there's there are things about mommy's job that are great. You know, I get to come to a lot of your stuff. I can schedule my day around your field trip. I can schedule my day around your class party or your book fair or, you know, whatever the thing is. I said a lot of parents don't have jobs where they're they can do that. You know, I said, I get to come do a lot of stuff. And this is just one of those things that there's nothing we can change about it. And he, you do know, you ever focus on like the and, and I, this is a, a question because I don't know that I do it enough either, but do you ever focus on like the benefits of you? Not like, oh, but I'm going to go do something I'm really excited about Bowie. So, you know, sorry, I can't be at your concert, but more just like, but I'm like a better human because I have this job or you get to take a vacation to Alaska this summer because I have this job. Right. Like, I do, you know, and in that, I should do a better job of. Yeah, I mean, and we say to him, like, I, I work, so we have a house and food on our table and toys and clothes and, you know, explain that, you know, again, in that moment, I was not going to tell him that I was going to enjoy the thing I was doing because I felt like it would hurt his feelings. But (laughs) uh, in that particular moment, I think in general, you know, and I and we do explain to him a lot. I say, I really like my job. I like going to it. I like the people I work with. And I'm happy to do it every day. And that is not the case for everybody, you know, and we, we, we try to kind of explain that to him as well. Again, I we it, it's like that balance of, you know, he's seven. I don't want to, you know, say like, we wouldn't have food if I don't have a job. But at the same point, it's like, here's all the things, here's all the reasons that this is, this is why we work. And this is what we do. And just kind of the best way to explain that. And, and then yeah, making those choices, like which thing can I make it to? So that's what I tried to talk up to him as well. Just busy time of year, there are a couple of work functions that I have coming up in the next week or so that are also family friendly functions. So I said, you know, sometimes my job takes me away. But other times we get to go do this fun thing, like go to a baseball game and sit up in the lounge and have a big buffet of food. And that's a thing we get to do because of my job. But benefits, you know, way out, you know, like we sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's good. And just think about that. In the moment, he was not having any of it. But (laughs) I hope I hope long term that kind of stuff sets in. For sure. But I think that that had come just uh, same week. I think this was maybe two days after when he had this meltdown that I had gone with my three-year-old's class. They do, like you said, kind of, you can always count on uh, that grade at school, end of year zoo field trip. And then in a couple of weeks, they have one out to the blue whale on Route 66. Cool. Um, so anyway, oh, but it's a picture of that. Does, does everyone know what the blue whale is? I probably. Yeah, I need to any out of town listeners may not know. But yeah, I'll definitely post a picture of that because I, I think I've made it work where I get to go on that one too because it's the shorter part of the day. But 
Anyway, again, just sort of juggling this and I and I'm also lucky I can do a lot of my, you know, some of my job kind of remotely and on the go and answer emails and make phone calls and sit in my car and do a few things on my iPad while I wait for the school bus, but there's still work that has to be done and I have to adjust that and without I feel like I overwhelm myself sometimes. Like I feel like I have to try to do all the things and then eventually I'm like, but I can't do all these cuz I have to work too. So, it was a rough week last week and just planning and and then they just start sort of just lists of activities. It's like we get this whole thing coming home that's, you know, like, this is the night of the concert. This is the day of this field trip. This is the day of that field trip. This is the day of the awards ceremony. And I'm just like putting it all on my calendar, you know, like flowchart style. Totally. What did people, what did moms and dads do before digital calendars? Because right? I, I, I literally had this thought as I was scrolling through my phone to like see, so, so not only do I have like my work calendar, Mary calendar, and I've got, you know, I put the kids stuff on there too, but I also have like a Google calendar that really is personal. It's so like when my friends are setting up like girls nights or whatever, they'll send invites to that calendar. Mm-hmm. But then now on your phone, they've got apps that like merge the different calendars. So like I can literally look in one place and see my entire life basically <laughs> <laughs> scheduled out. And I mean, I guess the answer is that back in the olden days, people just weren't doing as much, right? Yeah. Like, but this is what we always way the multitasking is off the charts these days. But but yeah, I've I've thought to myself like there's a few there's a few key enablers that make this machine work. Number one is like you know, supportive, amazing spouse mm-hmm. on both sides, me to him and him to me, like, got it. Um, number two is like technology, I think, and most specifically, this kind of technology that keeps you organized, right? And the fact that we can like text each other, and in two seconds, take care of what an entire conversation would have taken. Exactly. <laughs> before people could text each other. Well, and even like this concert, I said, you know, why don't you just daddy can I, he can't FaceTime me because I'll be at this, at my event, but I'm, you know, in theory, he could FaceTime it or, you know, again, just video it and then email it or, you know, text it to me after, after it's done. So I can see your concert or whatever. So yeah, just those little things, like we can do all that with our phones. It's not the same as being there. And I wish I could be there. But I also am really excited about my work event Thursday night. Heck yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. excited about your work event. I know, right? And I have a, um, I don't know how much you listen, listeners who know it. So it's comedy podcast where they talk about true crime. So one of the things they do at their live shows is if you have a, they call them hometown story, like someone you know that's been involved in like a crime or whatever, you, they they pull one member of the audience up and they get to tell their story. And I have one and I'm like, what if I would be oh so God, exciting. Story. What if you don't get pulled? You have to tell us here. Well, I think what I'm going to do if I yeah, if I don't get pulled, I'll write it in because they do also do a mini episode once a week where people write in their stories if they're not going to be there for a live show. So I'm going to save it in case. I, but you know what? I think my seats are in the mezzanine. So I don't think I'm going to get it. Yeah, because it's because I'm not down in the floor. Hey, though, speaking of podcasts, should we tell our listeners about the guest spot we did for another podcast? Let's do it. Yeah. I'm all about that cross promotional. Yeah. 
So if you guys remember, uh, a couple months back, we had Morgan Phillips from Tulsa People and Tulsa Talks podcast on our show. And so we have recorded a segment for their show that comes out May 15th. And they asked us to talk about our summer survival tips. So we give a little rundown of some of our lessons learned, rookie mistakes, a few things we've kind of picked up over the years of scheduling our kids for the summer. Um, And Claire, I haven't even told you this. In true full circle fashion, we are on the same podcast episode as Hanson, the band. <laughs> no. Yes. So, or I think it's one of them. I think it might be Taylor Hanson. So I, when Morgan emailed me that, I said, oh my God. Do you know that on our blooper episode, there was this whole side conversation we had about Hanson? And she's like, yes, I listened to it. So I thought it was so funny. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to be. Let's do it. I know. This is so exciting for me, you guys. We have a real lot of, if you haven't heard the blooper episode, go back and listen to it. We have mad love and respect uh, for for that family and that band. And, and we talked are, about it for about 15 minutes really, really <laughs> on an episode and had to cut it out. We won't do that again. Yeah, we really did. I won't do that again, but um, they are definitely hometown, hometown heroes. And uh, that makes me so excited. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, she just told me that the other day. Um, well, if you haven't already checked them out um, and you're local, I mean, if, even if you're not local. let's No, honest, some of the stories are great, I think, regardless. Regardless yeah. of whether but you're local out, or not. Yeah, check out Tulsa Talks. Um, you can find them on all the normal places, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcatcher you prefer. But um, yeah, much love to, to the team over there. And we had a great time doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, the biggest challenge was we had to keep it short and sweet. So you will just hear us flying through it. Yeah, tell your friends. It should be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. And okay, I have a question. Just speaking of podcasts, I was thinking about this a week or so ago. So I'm going to posit this question to you. Okay, if you had to be a guest on any other podcast... What which what would you what would be like your dream like podcast guest host? Did I put you on the spot? Yeah, Random question. No, this is good. Well, I mean the this isn't exactly the answer to your question, but I but my my friends know that a major major bucket list item for me is being interviewed by anyone for any NPR show. Like <laughs> I am that kind of NPR nerd mm-hmm. where all I want in life is to know enough about a thing whatever the thing is, that somebody from NPR cares enough to ask my opinion. And in fact, I don't, it doesn't even have to be something that I know anything about. Like, you know how they like stick a mic in front of somebody like at exit polls or whatever? Right, I right. I want to be that person. Like I want to, every time, and I run with an incredible, I have the coolest friends on the planet and I don't know why they're friends with me, but like so many of my friends have been for really different reasons, community involvement, something to do with their work, whatever have been interviewed for NPR and like every time it's just a running joke that just like another friend is living my dreams like they're living my best life so um I, that's not really an answer it's not really in terms of shows I think I would love I mean just for straight up fun I have a human crush on John Hodgman I think yeah. he's a brilliant comedian because uh he's a he's so authentic and I love his point of view and so I would, I would gladly, I've absolutely, he's got a podcast where he adjudicates like, um, 
disagreements between people. And I have you sent a case in? No, I like I can't. I haven't come up with the right one yet. But you don't immediately contemplated man. Like, can, is there something we can fight about, Sarah, that we could call him? Because mm-hmm. that would be oh, – um, I said, what about you? What what What's your uh, – what would your answer be? So I was thinking about this last week. One, because I was thinking about this – my favorite murder, which, again, is not really a guest spot. But I would – you know, if I got to, like, tell my story or whatever, that would be amazing. And I have been deep diving into how did this get made – which is, you know, where they review a bad movie, basically. And I was just like, these are my people. Like, this is what I think about while I'm watching a movie anyway. Like, I've got, I'm just, I'm constantly like, I don't know, I just notice little weird things about, like, details or just things that are don't don't make any sense and just and they're hilarious and I have a crush on Jason Manzukas. so yeah like I don't know if this is like actual like just someone you have a crush on um or (laughs) or like I actually have something to say on that podcast but it is the funnest podcast it would be so fun to hash out a terrible movie with those guys but I'm not a comedian or an actor so zero chance that would ever happen but it would be super fun but you think really deeply about weird movie shit sometimes and i can yes for that so i i've done enough episodes of these podcasts to know that sarah's insights like i think you'd be bringing a strong game to any any podcast would be lucky to have you my friend well same back at you let's just give ourselves okay let's give ourselves a break today and just say that i think um this has been, besides for all the reasons we were talking about, like an actually emotional, uh, re- emotionally wrecking week, um, besides all of that, in, in pop culture, it has also been an emotional roller coaster of a week. And uh, before we hopped on, um, Sarah and I were chatting about <laughs> <laughs> Endgame and Game of Thrones. And I realize this will date this episode, but I think we should take a quick break and come back and you guys can join our conversation about (laughs) why that was just a whole lot to process in like a one week period. (laughs) You want to? Sounds good. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at themiddleofeverythingpodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook at The Middle of Everything, and on Twitter at T-M-O-E Podcast. And if you like the show, don't forget to review us on iTunes. It helps. Thanks. Bye. I am, I guess I'm like American one out of one million that is not, is not doing Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I'm like way in it. I've read all the, I had read the books before the show came on. So I'm like, I am deep in it. You Me know, I too, like. Which I, I guess, again, I'm like in the minority because I read the books and then just like had no interest. When you've seen the show, I mean, has given it rave reviews. So I'm not speaking from like a place of like. I saw it and I didn't like it. I yeah. just never have sat down to watch the shows. Like, oh my I just, gosh. And I know they've gone further than the books. Oh, yeah. I mean, the books were okay. Mistake for saying that. But I think they were like, fine. <laughs> yeah. It, well, the books are like so much more. It's a lot of detail. You know what I mean? And they had to cut a lot of it out for the show. But the big, so like, you I mean, I'm sure you know, this is the last season of the show. And last night's episode was like the big battle. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
it all it all went down last night. So like we were in the, the episode was like an hour and a half long. We got the kids to bed and I it, it was maybe the most stressful hour of TV. Like we were both like literally on the edge of our seats. My heart was pounding, screaming at the TV while we were watching it. Chloe went to go see um, and then went yeah. to Thrones. Oh and my so God. she texted me this morning. She's like, I'm just, I'm like done. Like I, yeah. my nerves can take no more. That is a lot. I mean, I don't know as much about Endgame because we just still haven't jumped into all those Avengers movies because I think for Bowie, they're a little, some of them are a little much, you know, but uh, I don't, no, we haven't, we didn't even oh, yeah, see. yeah, we should talk about that. Have you seen it? Did you see Endgame? Yeah, with Josh. And I got to tell you, it's, I have, it's weird to me how parents, no, let me, let me restart that. It's not weird. It's interesting to me how some parents like lose all filter when it comes to Marvel movies with their children. (laughs) Like, I don't understand, like Finn has friends. I mean, he is six years old. Those are PG-13 movies. Like, I don't understand the kids in his class that are like, I don't think to each family their own, but I think a lot of the parents that are taking their kids to see this show would like never otherwise let their kids watch a PG 13 movie. And I'm speaking from like my own friend group. Right. Now, who, like, right. I know for a fact would not be into that. And yet somehow because it's Marvel, it's like, okay. So I just think that's a really, it's an interesting thought exercise about like why that is like, why right. we're okay with, um, cause I think that's primarily why most of them have a PG 13 rating. There is, I mean, there's some language and stuff for sure, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's interesting. Well, that's been our struggle cause he's wanting to see it and there's some that he's seen and some he hasn't. And so like, I don't know all the characters. I can't explain it to him. Like, I don't, you know, it's like, I need to watch them all pre, you know, like I said, we've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. We've seen, I mean, we've just seen a handful of the lighter ones, I think. And I I just am like, well, I mean, we're just gonna know the spoilers for this when we finally getting get around to watching it at some point, you know, (laughs) when you're older, like, we'll just like binge the whole series in like a few years (laughs) or something. But okay, side conversation there. guys welcome back yeah so th- those were our, our rant uh, we always love to hear yours so hit us up on um at hello at the middle of everything podcast.com or on instagram facebook we always love to hear from you guys and i think sarah mentioned this um, maybe last week but we are also soliciting questions for our next listener question episode it's yes. one of our favorites because we love oversharing and we love hearing from you guys and that combines both. So um, let us know. What else, Sarah? Nothing. Just send those in either for, via email or on uh, social media. And we would love to answer your questions in a few weeks. And I think that's it. Good. Have okay. a great week, guys. And uh, that's it for now from the middle of everything. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>